So as most of you guys know, I've been using the same axe for the last two years. Uh, a Granfors Brooks symmetrical grind, large Swedish carving axe that was uh, sent to me by Brian Dunbar um, just out of the blue with a note saying, I think you'll make better use of this than me. One of the most generous things I've ever experienced from the spoon carving community. And <clears throat> it took me a little bit to get up the gumption to switch to that axe because I was worried that the heaviness of the, he of the head would, um, would strain my muscles. And in fact, I needn't have worried because the weight of the axe ended up doing a lot of the work that I was using my hand to do. And using that heavy axe made me much more efficient and changed my habits in the ways that I use an axe. That being said, this, uh, this last month, I developed carpal tunnel, which is something I've been dancing around with for the last 12 years, ever since an accident on a sailing ship. Um, and I got carpal tunnel from too much carving, not too much axing, but too much carving um, without enough breaks. Because carving is much harder on your hands than, than axing is, all things considered. And uh, <clears throat> so I took two weeks off, and when I got back, I got back to um, one of Julia Kalthoff's axes waiting for me in the mail. Um, I did a post about this yesterday, which I imagine most of you guys have seen, but basically she's she uh, wrote about how she was wanting to experiment with spruce handles, particularly for professionals, because that was a traditional type of wood used in axe handles in Sweden, and she was wanted to know how it would hold up. She didn't think it was a good choice for a beginner who is more likely to abuse an axe, but, um, you know, for a professional using it in a, you know, the sort of all the ways that you learn to use axes, how would it hold up over time? And I wrote to her and said, you know, I would be happy to essentially be the equivalent of that robot that tests uh, cabinets and drawers by opening and closing them thousands and thousands of times, given that I make more blanks than in a year than, than most people. Um, I would be happy to use one of your axes with the spruce handle and just you could have it back whenever you wanted and see how it held up compared to what you were thinking. So she sent it to me in the mail to use and uh, it was good timing because I needed to make a bunch of blanks yesterday and um, and once I have the carpal tunnel, the large axe feels too heavy. It feels like it exacerbates the muscles. It doesn't exacerbate the muscles in and of themselves using it when I'm when my hand is healthy. But when I'm recovering, it's too heavy. So having the new lighter axe was really helpful. And I was describing this to my wife when she said, you know, sometimes it's just good to have options. And I thought that was really wise. And I wanted to bring that up here because much of what I've talked about is about the value of sticking to one choice, of getting to know one set of tools really well. And I've talked about this in part to push back against what I see as 
a tendency of most people getting into spoon carving to buy knife after knife after knife and never really get good at any one of them. Um, but this axe situation has caused me to acknowledge that there are times when having a different weight or a different... Uh, I think we think of different knives as being more appropriate for different projects, but I would argue that there's this other subcategory, which is that sometimes a different knife is better for you because it's better for your body, right? So um, it might be that a really big knife is is good for you, but if your body is struggling, that maybe you should pare down to a really small knife um, or a smaller axe just to force yourself to take smaller bites. Um, interestingly, once I got used to Julia Kalthoff's axe, uh, which took, you know, a blink or two to get used to the different length handle and how it bites and where it's, you know, where I can get a square cut and all that, um, it's, it's not any slower than my Granfers Brooks. There's maybe 5% of the things that I'm used to doing with the axe, I, I, I can't or shouldn't do with this axe because of its smaller size. But other than that, um, you know, 95% of the things it can do. So, uh, so I, I think that injury is the thing that we don't talk about in this community that much, at least the creeping sort of injury. I think it's it doesn't photograph well, so on Instagram you don't take pictures of your hand that's suffering from carpal tunnel. But if you are suffering from any sort of repetitive injury, whether it's from spoon carving or not, first of all, the first thing you should do is to uh, balance the amount that you're asking your body to do to match better with what your body can actually do. Don't push yourself. There is no substitute for just doing less. The second thing you can do is all the therapies, the ice, the ibuprofen, although don't get, you know, don't rely on that, but certainly ice and massage and stretching and, um, uh, and making sure your diet's good and you're exercising other than doing spoon carving. All that stuff is important. Making sure that your carving stump is at the right height so you're not stooped over all the time. But then I do think there is a place for considering uh, different tools because uh, sometimes it's just good to change things up, as my wife says. <laughs>